If you were looking for career advice from a career coach and he had led teams that have placed over 6,000 pros in 21 industries, worked at the largest Fortune 500 recruitment firm in the world, was responsible for over $50 million of placements of executives, and was one of the top recruiters recognized nationally while serving in the United States Army, you'd probably say he's qualified. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. Career competition is fierce. If you're a director, a VP, or an executive, this podcast is for you. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. And this is your host, Tim Madden. All right, are we live? We are live. Hey, welcome, welcome to the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast with your hosts, Tim and Christina Madden. We are. We have a great topic for you today. Hey, we go live each week inside the Executive Career Network, the fastest growing career network on Facebook of directors, VPs, and executives, not only in America, Christina, but because of this podcast being watched in 75 countries from around the world. Did you know we've been talking about, we've been talking about this for a while. We've been talking about hitting 10K, right? 10,000 people. We've always been kind of close. It's official. It is now official. We have over 10,000, I believe, uh, 10,050 people. No, yeah, 10050 zero, zero, people in the Executive Career Network. Can you believe that? We could fill up like, that's like a basketball game, right? Something like that. Crazy. Yeah, and guys, if you're in there, if you're listening to this, you probably are in there. You might be listening inside of that group right now. I encourage, and- I encourage you to utilize that group as a networking opportunity, engaging with each other, engaging when we post in there. Because I got to tell you, for as many requests as we have to go through every day, I got to be honest with you guys, the engagement's pretty low. And I know you guys are in a job search. So listen, if I've learned anything over the last 10 years of being an entrepreneur and being around other people is that you have to ask questions. You have to leverage every opportunity that you have Mm -hmm. to showcase your skill set, connect guys. Get involved in that group. And this is not a group where robots swept the internet and and, and, and grabbed 10,000 people. These are 10,000 people that knocked on our door and let us in the group. So there are executives in there. They're watching. It is a great networking opportunity. Get in there. Get active. Absolutely. Additionally, hey, inside there, we have a lot of different um, resources and guides that are free to you, whether it be resumes or interview or LinkedIn strategy content. So definitely check out that group. We would love to have you. Um, and say, hey, if you're watching inside the ECN right now, we also are streaming to our friends over on LinkedIn and YouTube. And of course, like always, we stream to um, after we're done everywhere on the Internet, iTunes and Spotify. You might be listening in there right now. And if you are listening on iTunes or Spotify, do us a favor. If you could help Christina out so we can keep delivering quality content to you every single week. And so we can get this message out to help you find the job and money that you deserve. Leave us a review over on iTunes or, or, or Spotify on our podcast if you get any value from today. And I know you will. Hey, huge congrats as we're approaching this topic. But before that, we got some good news. Me and Christina have some books coming out. I am doing the final edits of my book right now. 
that says discipline equals dream job. It's going to be available on Amazon. And for the first 30 days, we're going to be selling it for 99 cents. I'll get you one soon. It's literally all of the tactics and strategies we teach our clients. I tried to, to fill it up with as much valuable information as I can. So absolutely be on the lookout from that if you're on our email list. And of course, I'll bring it up on the podcast. Today's topic, okay, today's topic, okay, episode 77, outsmarting age discrimination in your executive search. Before we get started on this, I just want to mention one thing. Guys, we had just yesterday inside one of our executive career upgrades programs, we had four individuals, right, obtain offers that were kind of your older executives, okay? And that's what we're talking about today. What, what do you mean by older, right? So, yeah. So, so, so when I say older, everyone has a different, you know, um, perception of what that is. I would say typically 50 years um, above the age of 50. So, but before we get started, if you're dealing with any type, if you feel that you're dealing with this in your job search, hey, go on over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast schedule, a call with one of our executive career consultants. Christina, why don't you get us started? Um, but before that, Elizabeth, absolutely, I will send you a signed copy of the book. Absolutely. Christina, get us started on this topic, which is the, this, this is the biggest one, right? This is the biggest one. I cannot believe, guys. This episode will probably be a little longer than normal. And actually, I mentioned to Tim, hey, I want to kick off a series of just ages and part one, two, and three. It's just such an important topic. Um, and I want to approach this topic delicately, right? Because people are out there having real life experiences, whether we're getting in our head too much about it or whether it's really happening right in front of you. People are having real experiences with this, you know, emotionally and otherwise. So when you hear us sort of navigate this topic, I am here to tell you that it exists, right? Just like any other discrimination. You're probably thinking, oh my gosh, Christina's going to kick my butt and tell me this doesn't exist and it's all in my head and some of it might be. But I'm here to tell you that age discrimination exists just like any other kind of discrimination, right? And this podcast is, is designed to help you not only navigate that in your mind with your mindset, but also how to navigate it if you are scared in the job search about it and then how to truly navigate it if you are being discriminated against. Um, you know, it's funny talking about Tim and I's books. <clears throat> you know, like he said, on average, our client that we're helping landing these jobs are 50 plus, right? I'm in my 30s. And when I was writing this book, I was asking myself, hey, gosh, who am I to be writing this book when my target market or people are in their 50s, right? And so we all have these thoughts about age, whether it's if I'm on the younger side or I'm a young blonde in Tim's shadow, right? You saw who the, you saw who's on the intro to this thing, right? There's all these things that, that, that can get in the way that are going to stop us. I talk to a lot of young entrepreneurs. Natalie Dawson is a great one to uh, go follow. She's now the president of 10X Health System and co-founder of Cardo Ventures. And she talks a lot about, wow, I'm not even 30. And I'm really scared about how people are going to perceive me in the marketplace. So it's not just about, am I too old? It's, am I too young? And we see people entering the C-suite in positions that are like, they're not even 20 guys. So we, what the point of this is, there's a broad spectrum of how this discrimination can show up, how we think about it, 
But the key here, and what I want you to take away from it mindset-wise is I have the power to leverage my age no matter where I'm at on that spectrum. And it truly comes down to how you think about it. I'll let you interject here, Tim, but I can, I want to, I can continue. Yeah. For the longest time, I first want to kind of preface before we get into tactics and strategies. Ladies and gentlemen, for the longest time, I was in the military, right? I served 23 years. I look young. I assure you, the military kept me young as a U.S. Army Field Artillery Officer. And it's kind of funny because I was just talking to our team about this. Before I met Christina, I was very black and white. And let me talk about this as it relates to culture, race, and age. In the military, we see green, right? It's kind of like I serve with people of all nationalities. I've had people above me that were older, that were younger, et cetera. And I've always accepted this. So I was very fortunate to grow up, to basically grow up as a young adult, right? In a culture that, you know, nationality and age and all that stuff, we don't even, we don't even think about that. It's not like, it was never like, oh, your new commander's coming in for the unit, but he's only 24. Hey, your new commander's coming in and he's 50. We we never talk about age in the military. So I just want to say that this was very hard for me to basically grasp. Can I ask you a question? Until I looked at the research that I'm going to share with you soon. Yes, Christina. Do you think that that is because you know, you know, certain ranks had to achieve X, Y, Z to have that rank, you know, logistically they're qualified to be in that rank. So the question is just not there or do you think it's brotherhood or what do you think? Yes. It is? No, just like you mentioned, I know that they had the required training to be successful in that role. So we never really talked about it, right? Mm -hmm. And the same thing with with the military, I mean, just in everything, right? Whether it be race, nationality, age, or even gender, right? I've had leaders above me that were women and I never thought, for me, that was just normal, right? But I know that in corporate America, it is drastically different. How I used to handle this, and here's another thing why I struggled for this for so long, ladies and gentlemen, because I put my, I, you know, and you have to be careful about this. I projected my belief into the whole reality of what I see. And let me be, you know, let me tell you about my perspective here at ECU. When we have hiring decisions, we hire the best person for the job. Okay. We've hired marketing professionals. We've paid them tens of thousands of dollars that are 20 years old to help us on the new thing, the next trend. Right. So we've been on both ends of the spectrum of hiring people that are extremely young and great at what they do or or later in their career and great at what they do. So I've always had a problem grasping this ageism thing being real until because of my background. Right. Because I've never operated that way because I don't see people as gender, national, all of these things. I see people as, hey, can the person do the job successfully? Do I have a warm and fuzzy? Hey, let's give him or her a chance. So, you know, I just want to say like, it's always been difficult until, wow, I'm starting to look at this data and I'm going to share it with you. And then we're going to get into like the tactical things. But the first thing I want to say is this is so important for you guys to grasp. So important because here's why. Okay. Well, first I just want to say, unfortunately, ageism, hey, it's common issues in the executive search where employer where employers prefer younger candidates with less experience over older candidates, right? This can be particularly challenging for some of you who are looking for new opportunities right now, okay? Now, with that being said, corporate America needs you 
needs you. Like, man, I want to freaking cry right now. They need you so bad. Do you know why? Okay, guys, what is going on in our world right now with our younger generation? And I know every generation says this, right? We said it to our parents, right? Like, oh, or whatever. But I'm telling you, we can all agree that if you're watching this podcast or, to, or listening to it, that, you know, we grew up in a different time. I'm approaching 40 right now. When I grew up, guys, we played outside till the lights went off, right? We didn't have to worry about craziness. There was not social media. There was not any of this chaotic stuff going on. So I just want to say, you you have to listen to what we're about to say because you have to figure this out if you think you're dealing with it because these companies need you guys. These companies need you so bad. Forget your tactics and strategies and your skills and your accomplishments and all that stuff, right? They need your value system. The age that you grew up in, we are missing that right now and they need you so bad, okay? So with that being said, like, before we get started, I just want to stress this. Like, you have to figure out how can you bypass this if you feel you're dealing with it because corporate America needs you so bad. So let's get – go ahead, Christina, and then I'll get into some of the stats. If you, you know, let this scare you so bad or let this get in the way – I don't mean to overgeneralize here, but you have to also be thinking about how many other things are getting in your way as well. We have two ways to think about this, guys. Like, yes, I can navigate it. Yes, I'm worth figuring this out. Or, eh, just forget it. Ageism is just out to get me. Everyone's judging me. You have two choices here. It comes down, that is the the brass tacks of it. You have two ways to think about this. I can navigate it or I'm going to give up. Which which are you going to choose? And for many of our clients, this is the number one thing that comes up like on their enrollment call. Almost the number one thing is Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm too old. Or I'm scared, right, of, of being judged. So mm-hmm. some of the things we're going to go into into here will help you maybe gain some confidence. Like, okay, yeah, I'm not crazy. Some of the statistics out there support that I, you know, could be facing this. But how do I navigate it? We don't we don't go into battle without a plan and knowledge. And I can also promise you that no matter how many experiences you have, where you gather information and say, okay, this is probably my age the next opportunity is waiting for you and you have to keep that belief system going. What guys, we're going to let this one thing take, take us down. Absolutely not. Cause if it's not, that will be something else. Um, anyways, we're going to, we're going to go into some things here that can empower you, keep you confident in the job search. You know, guys, we're, we could talk about this all day. Well, let's get, let's get into Let's it. get into some very interesting stats, Christina. Okay. According to a 2017 study by the Federal Reserve Bank, job candidates from age 29 to 31 received 35% more callbacks than those above the age of 60. Indeed, recently said people are people that are 55 years or older are the fastest growing age group in the workforce and are expected to make up a quarter of employed U.S. adults by 2026. Another interesting one, okay, from Indeed. While many employers intend to, to, may not intend to discriminate based on age, we know that it happens. Age bias specifically, this was so eye-opening, specifically in technology. This was crazy when I read this, so check this out, Christina. In a recent study, Indeed took 1,000 people currently employed in the technology industry. 
20, 30% of the people they polled said the average employee age at their company is between 31 to 35. Furthermore, 20% said that their company's age is between 20 to 30 years old. That is wild. All the people they polled, they basically said hardly anyone at these tech companies is even over 40 years old when you look at the data. The next, okay. I want to pause you for one second. I told Tim, I said, listen, we're going to give some straight up data. Watch your headspace with this to my listeners. I'm always looking out and trying to protect everyone's mindset. If you're gathering this as evidence like, oh, this is right. Or, oh my gosh, this is going to get really scary. The title of this podcast is Outsmarting Age Discrimination. So we're going to get to the point where you can get ahead of this and have some tactics to navigate it. Again, it's all about your brand and can you do the job the best you can possible. Try not to store this information in your scary part of your brain or you're gonna be battling this even more every day. So if you're that person that lands on our phone often, like I'm just too old, they're not going to consider me and I'm talking about in a real dark place about your age, please take this as just data and knowledge and not evidence that you cannot succeed. Okay, this is knowledge. Knowledge is power. That is what this is. Okay, Tim, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> before I go to the next one, hey, I believe, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, Christina, but someone at Executive Corrupt Grades, a client, can't remember her name off the top of my head. She was 76 years old. She was a supply chain executive that now is in a job she loves, okay, with a large size company, okay? Some employers, okay, have concerns about hiring people over 50, according to a study done at the Wharton School, Okay an expert in human resources and like policy. And they said, discrimination has roots or discrimination. I love this quote. Discrimination has common roots in fear of differences. He explains myths persist when we don't see evidence and we haven't had a experience ourselves. So some of those myths that, that the employers are thinking about here, they are right here. And we're going to start getting into the tactical side now because we're sharing with you, why do some employers think this way? Because if we can understand why, right? What about age, right? Everyone says it affects age, right? But why? Why, 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 why? Why is it that they think this way? Here they are. They perceive, ladies and gentlemen, that older workers are counting the days until retirement. That's one of them. That th Some people feel that you're counting the days to retirement. And really, Christina, a lot of the people that we work with that want to accelerate their career who are over 50, they're like, guys, I do not want to stay at home, right? I do not want to go fishing. Like I want to help and I want to create and I want to do this and I want to do that. We work with a tremendous amount of people that are energized, okay? They also think older workers don't have today's skills. Older workers won't report to younger managers and they'll have difficulties, Older, older workers will only accept very high salaries. So maintaining these beliefs and not just figuring out how to overcome them are going to hinder, right? The success of those businesses and be harmful to the culture. Okay. Contrary to common myths about miniature employees, research indicates that multi-generational workforces are literally some of the most productive in the world and also have less turnover when there are that age gap. And I just wanna pause here for a sec 
and have Christina share a story. I want to put you on the spot because when Christina worked for one of the fastest growing companies about over a decade ago, she always, or we had talked about, it was a retired Sergeant major. So this guy was, um, I'll tell a little bit of the story and then I'll let you take over. But this guy was, this is a fast growing company, Christina, lots of young people. Yes. Predominantly young people, almost all of them, right? Everyone was in their twenties. Everyone was in their twenties. Other than the owner, other than the owner, the CFO and this guy you're talking about. Yep. They decided to bring in, a, was he COO? COO. COO, a retired Sergeant Major who was old. And Christina always told me about how much he impacted that organization. Christina, do you want to share a little bit about that? You're going to make me cry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so luckily, you know, this company was smart enough to understand the value that this man brought to the table. And actually, I'll just be perfectly honest with you, the older black man, black male. Okay. And what we're going to talk about in tactics and strategies, also quite frankly, full transparency, this could be a way to navigate any kind of discrimination against mm -hmm. women, race, all the things we're talking about next up would be how you would navigate any discrimination in the workplace. Um, but yeah, this guy, you know, they brought him in knowing how diversified his way of thinking was being able to communicate clearly, mastering effective communication across super diverse teams of, of young people, all working toward mission. And to talk about mission, just really quick, you know, your feelings about ageism and your job search and all of this, your commitment to your mission and purpose in life has to be senior to your feelings about this always, or it's not going to come through. It's not going to come through has to be senior to your fear about this. Um, and so, you know, when there was drama or when there was, you know, um, a breakdown in communication, who did they call in? He just marching right in there. Uh, and, you know, he was so um, emotionally regulated and just able to handle uh, really intense situations. And uh, you, you, you put me on the spot here, but I can't say enough great things about him. Uh, but, you know, other than, again, the owner the COO and the uh, CFO were the only older, and by older, I mean 50 and up. Um, mm -hmm. Those of you who are 50 and up, by the way, do you understand how young you actually are? I see people just totally crushing it. And that is going to be that time in your career, like any belief system that you have that doesn't support that this is the time for the, the very highlight of your career. Forget your 20s and 30s and 40s. Like I'm coming up on 38 and I just already know like, because I guess maybe I've already exercised this. I know my 40s and 50s. Oh my God, I'm gonna be like unstoppable because I'm gonna have so much wisdom. Um, this fit your 50s should be the highlight of your career, from what I understand with working Absolutely. with Absolutely. The very highlight. And if there are any thoughts um, or belief systems that do not support that, they have to go into the garbage. And one way to do that is to have a system to navigate it, which we're getting into next. So um, I hope that answered your question, Tim. What yeah, no, it does. He just had so much value in managing uh, teams, able to make very emotionally regulated decisions because of the wisdom. And then, of course, of being in the. Uh, I, I forget. Now well, I wanted to say that because I wanted to let people know, like, you know, like this is why I said, like, guys, ladies and gentlemen, you got to figure it out. Right. Because this man had like a huge impact on Christina's life and that company. Right. Because this is the last that I'm going to share with you before we get into tactical stuff. 
study by the AARP said 61% of workers over the age of 85 have experienced or witnessed age discrimination in the workplace. Of those people, a whopping 75% said they've also experienced in their job search. And the same study says most hiring managers even actually admit to age bias, you know, age bias. So, hey, what can we do? What and can we do? Oh, go ahead, Christina. Anyone listening that's already in a C-suite position at a large organization, consider this, right? Because we already know it's happening. We already know it's very easy to happen unintentionally. The data shows that. You might have found yourself in a situation where you had some thoughts about somebody's age. Guys, we have to make everything okay. Like, do, let's admit it. Like, we've all gone there in our head maybe every once in a while. Um, so watch out for this inside of your own, your own organization, right? My favorite core value here is social responsibility. So I'd be crazy to not mention this. Watch out to how you can have new conversations about this based on what we're telling you, based on what we're telling you, because there are people in their fifties and sixties who are absolutely crushing it, crushing it in tech, crushing it in mindset are way, have way more. Listen, I told my VP of marketing yesterday, I was like the people that I talk to in their seventies who are super fit. Right. I talked mm -hmm. to my, my personal trainer about this too. Listen, like they didn't even start their fitness journey until they were freaking 60 and they're like crushing, crushing it over at CrossFit as spouses together, like working toward that one fitness mission. Like you're like, life is always just beginning every single freaking day. So no, I have a better one. Your Ram is, is watching in through the ECN right now who commented earlier, your Ram hope the new job's going well, my man. Um, your, your Ram is in his later age, Christina. I just saw on Facebook cause we're friends. He just ran a freaking Ironman. Just ran a, ran a freaking Ironman. So hey. I hope this is energizing. I hope that this is not only, you know, informative to people listening that are in question about this, but that it's energizing and inspirational that you can put your best foot forward into navigating this, guys. I'm inspired by people. My my favorite mentor ever just turned 65, Mr. Grant Cardone. And have you seen that man? He's doing pull-ups. I couldn't, I can't do that. He's doing 23 pull-ups at a time. I mean, he's, he's, got, he's got a fancy uh, superhuman protocol over there, but... He's, he just turned 65 like two weeks ago. And I tell you what, he he didn't even really get started. He'll tell you himself. He did not really get started until he was like almost 50, really. So all of that was the highlight of his career. So I look up to that. Well, how far can I take this? I tell Tim, I'm going to get my, my spine taken care of. I got 50 years left to live in this body, hopefully, God willing. Anyway, we're trailing off. I hope you're getting yeah. something more out tactical, of it. Tactical, tactical. Hey, so there, there's really two things we got to focus on during this, like, cause really what we're focusing on, on this is really in your job search. Right. But we, like Christina said, we know this is a hot topic. So expect some more stuff to be coming up when you're actually inside the organization and kind of how to, how to navigate that. But there's really only two things that, that we need to focus on here tactically is, Hey, what can we do before the interview to, to try to combat that? And then number two, right. What can we do while we're on the interview to try to combat that? So let's really start with a couple of things that we can do before the interview. Number one, okay? And this cracks me up because we would tell everyone to do this. So we're applying this to ageism because you want to take like an extra layer of prepping and there's lots of good things here. But guys, 
this is just so comical to me that this is also the same exact stuff that you'd want to be doing anyway. But now you want, to be, you want to be super tight. If you're scared of age, you better you better be nailing what we're talking about, right? Yeah. So you already want to do this. Now we're extra prepping. Yeah. So the first thing, right? Me and Christina aren't the biggest fans of resumes here, right? We're fans of building relationships with people. We do say resumes are important, but this is a section where I am going to spend a little bit of time talking about your resume because I'm telling you it could make or break because even if you're networking at some time, even if you have a friend, you're eventually going to have to send a resume that's going to be forwarded on to someone, et cetera, right? So it is vital. So the first thing, okay, never go back more than 20 years on your resume, ladies and gentlemen, ever, 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 ever. Okay. We don't want to say that, Hey, Christina, 47 years ago, I was an intern at Dell. Okay. So, most recent experience, the way um, me and I know Katie was on recently, who oversees all the resumes here at ECU, we only go back 20 years. That's it. Now, I know this is going to spark many questions, but what if I worked other places, et cetera? Here's what we do. We go back 20 years. We actually list the bullet points of accomplishments and achievements. And then below that, we typically have other experiences where we just kind of list the job titles and we don't put any dates on it. But either way, your resume should not go back more than 20 years. Okay. Number two, de-emphasize your education and remove graduation dates. This is the biggest mistake of the older generation. It's like, ladies and gentlemen, follow me for a sec. You've had a successful career for 20 or 30 years working at this company, impacting stuff at this company, and processes and sales and, and policy and all this stuff. Yet you're still highlighting you got an MBA 22 years ago, even if it was from a good school like can we be honest and say, hey, who really cares, right? And guys, that, that applies to almost every conversation you're having. If you find yourself in a conversation where you're talking about stuff too long, and I can promise you nobody cares. Listen, we're in a fast-paced startup world. People hardly care about what happened in the community like a week ago, okay? Yep. So I'm not saying this to be like, okay, we want to hide our age. I'm saying nobody cares unless it is very like a current conversation that can serve the decision maker best. Yep, absolutely. So, hey, de-emphasize, hey, highlighting your your education, right, is something you do right when you're hired, right? Like out of college. Hey, out of college, sure. Say you got a leadership degree from Purdue, put it at the top. Hey, 20, 30 years, don't be worrying about no PMP certificate or that you got your, your MBA. And again, hey, I got my MBA. It's over there. Right here, right? I got it too, right? But 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 I'm telling you, we are all so much more than that. At this point in our career okay number three keep your professional experience recent and emphasize your most recent experiences i've said this before in a lot of podcasts right companies hire people because of one two reasons number one their business unit has challenges and they need someone to do something those are the only reasons people hire people so if I'm sales, if I'm a VP of sales, CRO, or et cetera, if I'm meeting with an owner, I'm going to highlight my most recent accomplishments and achievements relative to what he's looking for, right? I don't need to talk about, do you think he cares what you did 35 years ago? Do you even think he really cares what you did 10 years ago, right? Think about this. People value accomplishments and achievements, okay? and most recent experience. So highlight that and put, you know, at the top of your resume, put your most recent accomplishments and achievements, not what you did in 1978, 
that we can both agree is pretty much irrelevant at this time. So the first thing I wanted to say before, right? So what can I do before the interview, before I talk to anyone, et cetera? They're only going to see a piece of paper most of the time, right? Don't go more than 20 years. Highlight your accomplishments and achievements that are most recent and take dates off of your certification or graduation. That will immediately say, oh, this person's old. We, we need a younger person because the, the talent on, on the team or et cetera. Okay. Here's why we can kind of joke a little bit. Let's, let's move into joke. Okay. It's just like, it's just like Tinder, right? Which I know some of you are old, but I know some of you are on Tinder. Think about this. How much do we generalize some person before we even meet them? Right. Before we even meet them. And then maybe I look at someone's profile. Well, I don't do that because I'm married to the most beautiful girl in the whole world. Right. But imagine, you know, you only see a picture. You, you, you don't know who that person is. And it's the same thing for you. Right. They don't know who you truly are. So how can we highlight our accomplishments and achievements so that we might not deal with this? So at least when I get to the interview, at least I can swing the bat, right? At least I get in it back. At least I get that to highlight my accomplishments and achievements and get them to feel comfortable. Because if I get there and I know how to interview and I know how to convert interviews to offers, and by the way, if you're looking how to do that, go to execupgrades.com backslash podcast. We have an interview certification program to show you how to do that, Okay. But these are some things that you can do before the interview. And while it's not sexy, et cetera, hey, it's important because people are going to see that. And they're going to say, oh, this person's too next. Okay. So let's not put ourselves in a position for, for that to happen. Okay. <laughs> okay. That being said, how to avoid age bias during an interview. And in most states, I know your Ram, you just posted that. Hey, on some, it is... Um, uh, mandatory. Hey, uh, in most states that is illegal. Okay. As well. Okay. So how to avoid it during the interview? Number one, uh, someone just said it in the chat. I'm not sure. Uh, a LinkedIn user attitude is everything. It's your thoughts behind the words that you speak to create your attitude. Amen. Amen. That you said that because that's number one of how to avoid it during the interview. Right. Can I can I interject for just ahead, a minute? Go ahead. So when you talk about thoughts and actions, just really quick, I'm going to point this out. When, when you hear just like, for example, the title of this podcast, Outsmarting Age Discrimination, or you hear the word ageism, or you hear a stat that Tim reads off, again, we have to check our thought. I won't go too deep into this, and I already know I talked about this probably three times, but just I want this to land. I want this to really, really land. If your thought going into an interview, okay, this interview Tim's about to talk about, if your thought is, and it's okay because thoughts are thoughts and they fly through at lightning speed and it's going to happen, okay? If your thought is, they're judging me on my age. My age is, you know, I'm too old for this, okay? We have to switch those thoughts so that way your attitude and your true self is coming out in this conversation. Now, I'm not saying for the thought to go all the way to the opposite end of the spectrum and be like, oh, uh, my age is no big deal. Okay. You're because you, you got to choose a thought that you believe. Okay. But you, so change it to something like, you know, before you go in there get really grounded and change your thought to something like I'm open to the possibility that I'm interviewing with somebody who's extremely open-minded. I mean, something that's a little bit long for a thought replacement, but you have to get yourself to the point where you feel comfortable in your body and your thoughts aren't racing about being judged. And by the way, this goes with anything, not just age judged on anything, right? You gotta be ready for curveballs. 
You have to get yourself grounded in good thoughts, just like Mr. or Mrs. LinkedIn user said. So mm-hmm. that way your good attitude and excitement comes through. All these thoughts will show up. It's like, you guys can't see my visual, but it's like taking a backpack that says I'm insecure about my age. I'm taking something else that says I'm insecure about my race and I'm insecure about my, my gap in my experience. And you're sitting down at a table and energetically, that's exactly what it looks like. It looks like a lot of baggage and you, you aren't communicating clearly. You aren't excited. You are bogged down and there is like a dark cloud over you. So think about that first. Let's develop some new thoughts and information that allow you to come into this interview feeling pretty good about things. Yeah. And before we move on to what to do in the interview, Todd's got a great, great question. Um, kind of relative. Hey, what do you do when you've been self-employed for the past 20 years as a consultant and employers want to see more work experience in some type of organization? Todd, thank you so much because we just happen to have your RAM, your RAM on it today. And your RAM was a consultant for 30 years who worked with us in ECU. I think it was about two years ago, who then moved on to the VP of customer success at a mid-sized tech company. He demolished all of those self-limiting beliefs. Hey, I'm older in tech. I've always been a consultant. The best advice I have for you, which unfortunately is surface level due to time right now, is highlight your accomplishments and achievements throughout your career as a consultant. And then when you actually get on an interview with the company, focus on their problems. Okay. Now, age. What to do during an interview? Like we were mentioning, hey, emphasize your excitement for the role instead of your wealth of experience. Okay. Mm -hmm. So important, guys, your excitement and your ability to do this job is going to far outweigh your wealth of experience. Like we said, nobody cares. Nobody cares what happened in the past. What are you doing today to serve me and my problems today? Guys, people need these problems solved fast. And that's what the LinkedIn user said, right? Attitudes, everything. Guys, there's do do, do you realize there's whole books written on? Like how to have, a, imagine, I don't know. I, yeah, I've been doing career stuff for a long time, Christina. I don't even think I could write a full book on um, having a right attitude on like how important it is. But there are books out there and I am a true believer. So first, hey, emphasize your excitement. Number two, express your willingness to both lead and follow. And why is this? It's because Tim told us that a lot of decision makers question of can this person in an older age range uh, report and take, um, I guess, like a subordinate, be a subordinate to another level of management. So Mm -hmm. lead and follow open mind. So you need to be able to communicate that while on the interview, especially if you're older, right? Some ways to do that are, Hey, you, you know, while I've had a successful career, I am fully aware that I don't know anything. And I am aware that there's going to be people younger, me, et cetera, that I'm going to have to lean on. Right. Absolutely. So number two, that does worry some of you guys. And you guys are thinking, I don't want to report to anybody because I have more work experience. I'm not saying that's everybody, but that's easy to fall into as well. Right. Because you've been through so much in life. Ask it like, be open to the fact that some of these leaders could be younger, but also you can gain so much knowledge from them and have a great time. You can find a team with a great culture that, again, is just so diverse that you're going to be able to have a spot to lead and follow. You have to be open to that because anyway, if you freaking don't fake it till you make it and say you're willing to, to follow and then get in that role and find yourself in a tricky spot because you do have an issue with like authority from a younger person, you, you might be in a situation where that happens. So he asked yeah. me a tough question. Another good example to bring up about specifically this, I- expressing, you know, your ability to work with even younger people, right? To both lead and follow. Another good example is this. Look, you're all tuning in right now. 
I see a lot of people on LinkedIn, a lot of people on Facebook, a lot of people on YouTube, probably a lot of people are going to listen to you up there recording. With that being said, you're on social media because you're listening to us right now, right? With that being said, think about this. You have someone you follow right now that is young. Everybody does. That is young and maybe they're giving you fitness advice. Maybe they're giving you advice on something. I don't know what it is. So you have already proven your ability to take advice from younger people. That might be a good example to bring up during an interview too, right? Where maybe they, that may be a challenging question that they ask you. Hey, can you describe, right? You know, cause I'm a little worried about this manager's 35 and you're 50 and you're going to be managing them because the in, an inaccurate response would be, oh yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Because if you've been listening to our podcast for a while, you know how to handle these common interview questions. And we'd like to give examples. That may be one that you primarily could use. Number three, indicate your ability to be self-sufficient. Okay. Everyone has this qualm, if you will, which is if you're old, you don't know how to use technology. But again, you're all on social media right now. You figured it out, right? You all have access to your email. I bet you all have an iPhone 14 or an Android or whatever. So remember, if they ask you questions around technology or CRMs, because I do feel that there is that, Christina, right? I do feel it's like, oh, I'm old, but, you, you know, they probably don't know how to use computers or something like, like I'm not 120 years old, right? At dinner the other night, we saw somebody who I would project to be in his 80s scrolling through YouTube shorts. So Yes, YouTube shorts, 80 years old. Exactly. <laughs> Number four, communicate your... So you might as well leverage it and get comfortable with talking about it. You're already on it. It's cool. Like CRMs, guys, the, the amount of onboarding and trading available within those systems, it's no different than, you know, they're not that fancy. to be. Well, and let's be honest, you, you use, how did you do your work at your last job? Did you use it with the stone pick carving into stone? Like, no, you used a computer, right? And you probably had a CRM. And you probably had an HR management tool online, right? It's funny how some of these people think sometimes, right? Oh my gosh, that's such a good point, right, yeah. guys? It's not like they've become so advanced that you, you know, because with yeah. a lot of <laughs> so why'd you do? You took me out with that one, but yeah. that's the stuff that's going on in the heads of some of these folks. Yeah, funny. Yeah. Number four, communicate your ability to work with different people. We, we kind of talked about that in, in number two. And the last one we want to give you that I felt was really important, redirect the conversation in the case of oh, this is the, the biggest one. Pay close attention. Redirect the conversation in the case of what you feel could be inappropriate comments or questions because you will be asked. Let me think of one because I didn't have one prepared. Um, let me see. What um, is oh. I got a good one. Okay. They may say, how long do you plan to work? Uh, That's inappropriate. We all know it, but know that, Hey, you are dealing with people. Do you know that I asked this question a couple months ago in the ECU when we were doing a large meeting of everyone in our programs. And I said, how many of you have been trained on how to effectively interview someone else? I, I, there was a lot of people on that channel. I think two or three people raised their hand. So number one, already identify that most people don't go through some type of formal interview training. You may be asked inappropriate questions. The best thing you can do is listen to one of our previous con, uh, podcasts where we went over clarifying questions. Hey, how long do you plan to work? Right? 
you 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 may say something like clarify or simply steal the conversation towards back to the job. It could be something like, you know, at this stage of my career, I really just want to use my background, accomplishments and achievements to really serve a mission I care about. Right. And after doing some research on your company and what you truly care about, this is a, mi a mission that I'm extremely bought into. Right. And this is why I believe I'm well equipped to do this job successfully. Okay. So you're kind of just circumventing, if you will, the, 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 this question. Again, we're not dancing around it. We're trying to just use common sense and kind of pivot out of some of these inappropriate comments. Okay. If you have any at the time, um, we do want to do a rapid fire. Please put them in the chat um, below. Internet. Well, this is how you're. This is how you're going to handle any any curveball, right? Mm -hmm. So, be ready for those. What about Tim? What if they say? Yeah. What if they say, "How old are you?" Which we know is illegal, but it's happening. So, what would you say? Yeah, um, <laughs> old enough to have a beautiful family, old enough to have traveled around the world a couple times, and old enough to make significant impacts in corporate America, in relative to sales. As you, as you've seen my resume, I've done this, this, this. And hopefully that's someone you're looking for. If you're looking for someone who has confidence and conviction and can lead teams and grow revenue, I'd like to introduce myself. Hi, my name's Tim Madden. Now tell me who's not going to hire that person. Now you've circled it back to what's most exciting. Those highlights in, or the- Confidence the, and conviction. Confidence and conviction, the highlights of the, of the achievements, the commitment to the mission. And guys, it's just like any sales conversation, right? You always want to take it back to the need of the buyer. In this case, it's the person interviewing you. Always going back to what it is that they need. Yep. Always. Watch the previous podcast. Go to Apple or, or go to Google. Search in Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts. Then type Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. We did one recently on clarifying questions. It will help you tremendously. So let's kind of recap. And I want to touch on a couple of things, Christina. Let me recap real quick. Number one, what can you do before the interview? Get your resume tight. Listen to this recording. It's important, especially if you're dealing with this. Now, remember, it's not going to get you hired. It's not going to help you get on interview. You, you know what I mean? Like a, a, a bunch. But again, while you're networking, collaborating, leveraging your networks, all of the ways we, we, we say to get on interviews, eventually, they're going to want to look at it probably before they, they meet you. Okay. And number three, we talked... Number two, we talked about how to avoid age bias during an interview, and we gave you a couple examples. So with that being said, before we wrap up, hey, um, I want to go. I, I don't know who um, said this comment real quick. Hold on. It was, Christina, let me move up because this was just like the, the, the biggest thing ever. Hold on. Wow, we got a lot of comments. I am way behind. Hold on. It was... A Facebook person, this just got me emotional, guys, said, thank you for giving us the opportunity to participate in like this podcast. It's been very valuable information. Look, you're going to get me emotional. Look, this is the only reason we, we do this, okay? Mm -hmm. Along, when I got out of the military, okay, I couldn't get a job, okay? Recruiter of the year, soldier of the year, all these degrees, I didn't know what the F I was doing, okay? And then I got into recruiting, headhunting, et cetera, and I had to figure all this stuff out the hard way. This is something that me and Christina are extremely passionate about. So while we have given you tactics and strategies, a couple that's going to help you, here's what I know. Online right now, you can get a plan on how to eat right. You can get a plan on how to work out. But why isn't everyone in shape right now? They typically need more assistance. So I just urge you at this time, if you are dealing with this, I know this leads to depression, 
anxiety, prolonged periods of unemployment, finances, or whatever. Please, please, I'm like pleading with you right now. Schedule a call at execupgrades.com backslash podcast, right? We have helped so many people overcome this and truly transform their lives. I can't tell you how many times, and hey, shame on us for not posting this, but we have clients call us all the time that have dealt with this, that literally, if I could share some of them, like we get the video testimonials that most of you have seen, you know, we have hundreds on YouTube, but it doesn't take away from that call we get from that person that says we like impacted his life and he was dealing with something and we helped him overcome it. And especially if it, it was a show, I just plead with you that if you're dealing with this, Hey, we can help. Um, I just had to get that out, Christina, because I saw that post of someone said like, thank you for giving us the opportunity. No, thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for setting aside some time, right. To try to maybe get some information on things that you're struggling with. So congratulate yourself. All right, Christina, I'm done. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, the most recent phone call I took was a client, um, and she had to overcome her mindset about ageism. And she's a black female, you know, in fear of racism. And she was an immigrant. Guys, these things can stack up against. And she was a teacher who never been in corporate America. And this person had to overcome so much, Christina, yeah. so much. Yeah. And now she's the what? The chief people officer. We just we haven't shared this with you. Please let me give you a synopsis. Black African-American female, upper 50s, education, teacher, her whole for 20 years. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, now she's a chief people officer of an education company, Christina. I don't remember something like that. Yeah, it's her dream job. Online, online. Uh, online, remote to. Learning, um, Suzanne. She's creating education programs, digital. Yeah, it's phenomenal. So um, let's go through some of these comments. Christina, we have a lot of comments to go through. Such good advice. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, Todd said, when I was 50, the CEO of an insurance company heard about and came after me, offered me the position of CEO. Awesome. I told him that I knew very little bit about the industry. Don't do that. Hey, I can do it. I can do it. When do you need me to start, right? Give my experience a track record broad. He could teach me what I needed to, to, to know. The CEO was 30 years old. That man, that is inspiring. Um, your, your Ram, this is something that's near and dear to my heart. Reverse mentoring is growing like crazy in the last few years. The young people are great mentors too. Absolutely. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we're all on our own career paths and we can learn a lot from all different types of people. Okay. Over the years when I was younger, I felt a few managers threatened by my knowledge and expertise that didn't end well. Yeah. Managing leadership and is super important. That's why we're going to do another one of these soon, talking about what you can do inside the organization and not just the, the job search. More mindset stuff. Thank you, Connie. Yes, John Akouf. Haven't heard of him, but I'm all about realigning my thinking and beliefs. So thanks for sharing that. Elizabeth, my last boss was younger than me and she is now my mentor. Absolutely nothing wrong with age. And now Natalie Dawson, who I was talking about, she's significantly younger than me. And I literally try to get every bit of information I can out of her every single day. Yeah. Marcy also manages her time. even. Marcy being a lifelong learner. Yep. Absolutely. Like lifelong learning and willing to keep growing rather than dwelling on an older, outdated process of practices. Now you speak in my language, Marcy. Thank you so much. This work was higher education, I believe, and lead and follow. Many times a person who you report to have a lower degree. Absolutely. Question. What's your recommendation about being transparent about raising kids, millennials, help or hurt? Here's the thing. Hey, that's none of their business. In my opinion, Elaine. Hey, 
Um, and if you ever get that, if you ever get married or children, those inappropriate questions, it's okay to brush it off sometimes to be like, hey, Tim, are you married or are you have any kids? Hey, Christina, those are great questions. I know we have limited time here. With the limited time we have available, I was hoping we could talk about what you're really looking for and maybe a brief overview so I can see if my background even aligns. Would that be okay? Elaine, I'd handle it that way, okay? And guys, their response to that will obviously expose their level of integrity as well. If they keep pushing, and I mean, that's just your red flag that is not somebody you want to work with, right? Um, Yes, from Facebook. My daughters are successful because I encourage them to do their best in life and I listen to them. Absolutely. Yes, thank you. And we got to wrap up with this one, Christina. It's so funny. Hey, if you're asked, how long do you intend to work? At Uh least eight hours a day. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Nelson dropping some fire on the ECU podcast. Oh, we have more. Hold on. Old enough. How long do you intend to work? Okay. 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 I got just a couple of things I want to talk about before we wrap up. Yeah, go ahead. Loving, loving, loving these comments though. Um, So if you're sitting there and you're you're still thinking, oh, Tim and Christine is crazy. This is, you know, still too scary. And I can't, I can't put this stuff into place and I don't fully understand it. There are a few things that might equip you even more, right? Um, Such as stay updated with your skills, right? So stay current with new technology developments, attend the conferences, take the courses, go to the training programs. So that way you can, highlight some new things that you're really proud of. You do have to be proud of your current achievements to be able to speak to them, obviously. Um, Network strategically. So for those of you who are thinking, man, I really want to get to know some powerful young folks in my industry. Now, based on what Tim and Christina said, that could be really an amazing thing. I want to be able to follow and lead. So let me tap into that practice. Network accordingly. Um, Focus on companies, you know, that talk a lot about having... Um, a diverse workforce. Now, I know we talk about like, hey, you can get on, a, if it's a large company, you, you get on their website and they talk a lot about great culture or whatever. Um, it comes down to who you work with, right? People get really worked up about this word culture. It comes down to who, who do you work with. So make some connections within the within the company, right? People that are really proud about diverse diversified teams. Um, and those are, those are a couple of things. Use a professional resume writer. We have a great one named Katie and she spends about an hour with you pulling out these achievements. So we talked a lot about highlighting the, the most recent mm-hmm. most ones. They also need to be measurable. So you need to be working with somebody that's very skilled at helping you do this. This is difficult even for me to achieve this, right? I'm already talking to her about updating my current. Because stuff. even if you're a good writer, ladies and gentlemen, no one is good at writing about themselves. I mean, I'm, I'm neither am I, right? Even stuff I write and I've been writing for many years and Hey, I'm a writer for four entrepreneur, all, all of these publications, right? I rely on other people's insights as well. Mm-hmm. And the last one is, is work on your confidence. You have to believe internally that your age is not going to define your worth. You have to just internally believe that I have to show up to that every day. Right. Um, be, yeah. confident, be confident in your abilities and experiences and those unique, abilities to, to tap into your expertise in these industries. Confidence. Yeah. 
And hey, if you're watching this and not connected with me and Christine on LinkedIn, hey, let's get connected. Make sure you throw us a connection request. Facebook. We happen to be in our 30s and we're connected to a lot of C-suites, so it might be an experience. And then the the Facebook user, hey, thank you so much for this podcast. I'm three months into my search and have done set our interviews and you know the mistakes you're making. Absolutely. Hey, go check out our podcast. We have lots of topics around um, interview prep that I think you will find. Um, really valuable as well. And here's what I'm going to leave you with, ladies and gentlemen. Here's what I'm going to leave you with. How are you going to go somewhere you've never been or how are you going to deal with something that you've never dealt with without help? Me and Christina attest a lot of our professional, personal, and financial success to getting help. Now, that help has varied. The nationalities have varied. The age of these people have varied, okay? When we hire people to help us with fitness and business and all of these things, what we're looking for is do they have a track record of success doing that? So I just want to tell you, hey, if you're struggling in your shirt, schedule a call with this. But besides that, okay, if you're struggling in something else in your life right now and you've been battling it and you don't know how to get past it and you have put your full – you're like a good foot forward on trying to figure it out. Hey, get some help from someone. That's one of the biggest mistakes successful people say that they have made throughout their career, right? Like when things were good, right? They didn't get like helps to ensure that it went great, right? And that just hit me so hard when I heard Grant Cardone say that a couple of years. He said, listen, guys, anybody can get help when they're beat up, broken, life's in turmoil, like you don't have any options then. But the most successful people just in life, not even in business, right? When they need help, when, when they're like, hey, things are going good. I haven't been able to figure this out. They get help immediately. And what else did he say recently, Tim? Just recently, man, like I said. A said, lot of things. Which one he, are you talking about? Just recently said that he is just now. Now, he's a monster. Very yeah, intense. He's, you a guys know, he's a beast. He said just now at 65, does he actually feel like he's tapping in to his full potential. So screw all this stuff, guys. Screw all this broken mindset that limits you. Forget it. We have to work on the limiting beliefs that's limiting your success and your day-to-day -day just fun and happiness, guys. We have to, and by the way, we just set a record time on the longest podcast. We had a lot to talk about. We had a lot to talk about because, hey, that's what I want to leave you with as we're approaching the hour, right? Because some of you need to get back to work. And if you don't need to get back to work, you need to get back to working on your job search. You can get the job and money you deserve or you need to schedule a call with this, okay? But that's what I want to leave you with. Me and Christina want to leave you with today, okay? Is are you living up to your full potential right now? That's a tough and if, question to ask. And if you aren't, if you know you're not living up to your full potential, right? What information or who do I need to work with to accelerate this so I so I can live up to my full potential, right? That's going to be the biggest mistake any of us are going to make throughout our life. And you don't want to be thinking about that late in your career, right? Until next week, everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Executive Crush Career Upgrades podcast. We appreciate you all. And I will, of course, leave you in, hey... There's a lot of companies out there, right? I can only speak for ours. We have hundreds of testimonials on YouTube. We write for every publication on all things career. This podcast is actually listening to in 75 countries, okay? We can help you if you need help in your career. Now the decision is yours. Live up to your true, true potential. Have a great day, everyone. Bye.